Hey y'all, we're having a bit of a back to the future moment today with an interview of a friend I've not verbally spoken with in 15 years. I'm traumatized from saying that. Today is April 25th, 2018. Welcome to episode five of Got News and Interviews. Today's guest was born and raised on the west side of Detroit, Michigan. He spent his last few years in Phoenix, Arizona, where he started his comedy career. He has been seen on Bravo TV, Fox 9 News in Minnesota, and just wrapped an independent film called Elastic Heart. You can learn more about it on Internet Movie Database, and it will release this summer. He is an actor, stand-up comic, father, and my friend for well over a decade. Listeners, please enjoy this interview of entertainer Dave Peace. Dave! <laughs> how, how are you, damaged girl? <laughs> I, <laughs> I am so glad to hear your voice. I've literally not heard your voice since 2013, so it's so good to hear you. <laughs> I, I I would say the same, but I've been watching all of your uh, your videos, and I, it's dope. Like, I'm, congratulations <laughs> on the podcast and everything. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, congratulations to you, too. This is just, it's interesting how everybody went in the directions that we went after we left high school, so. <laughs> I I agree. I think, uh, I, I don't know why people think, like, like high school, like in my personal opinion, I don't think high school builds you for, for anything. I think, I think oh, it's just no, like no. it's a step. It's like a, it's a higher step, and then you get out of high school, and then you start figuring things out. And after five years go by, you start to understand direction. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, I like where we are in our 30s now. 30s is dope. How, how was your 30s? 30s is dope, I'm not gonna lie. 20s was, was a little damn hard, so I'm grateful for my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've, I feel like you've lived a lifetime and a half. Like, you've, you seem to have gone through more than, like, normal. Like, more than, <laughs> like, most people. You know I mean? like, it's like, it's like, I want to catch up with that, but I can't because so much is going on. So it's always uh, you go so through. Much, yes, I guess that's a good way to kind of look at it. Yeah, it's been a, a unexpected life and a half. Yes, so I mean, at least I'm surviving. And likewise, you have definitely been from one side of the country to the other. So I'm just. It's just interesting. There's no other way to say it. Life is just interesting. Just did this radio spot uh, here in town. And when I say here in town, I mean like 30 minutes away. <laughs> and uh, I've gotten used to not necessarily having to talk about certain content in, in language. So not a problem. Oh, see, you already well crapped. I mean, I assumed you would be. I mean, you've been on Bravo for crying out loud and, and you've tolerated yeah, but, but Fox News. So. <laughs> Here's the thing about Bravo that was so funny that I've never got to share. So we did, uh, so the episode that I did, can we just jump right into it? I don't mean to just like, I, don't, oh, I know no, you were like it's, very- Uh-uh, it's absolutely fine, go ahead. <laughs> the thing that I never got a chance to like talk about or share, even on stage is when we, when we filmed the Bravo episode, um, I forgot what, I should I should be more prepared, but it's one of the seasons. And uh, it, the episode featured Adonis Mooney, who is, um, his grandfather is Paul Mooney, legendary um, stand-up and writer who's wrote for, like, Richard Pryor and just super, super funny. So he, he's got, like, comedy in his, in his genes, 
he he's not that funny. Like <laughs> like when he <laughs> when he entered, like he basically how they wanted to gear the episode or his season was around him starting comedy as well as his first year of marriage. So uh, because he was in Arizona and that's where I was living at the time, we had this spot that we were doing an open mic and then they came to a couple of the open mics and then they started filming and then they filmed uh, at the open mic that I was hosting. The thing about that episode that I never get a chance to like uh, share or tell is we had, I don't know, probably 10, maybe 15 comics booked on that show because it was a big deal. We brought like, you know, as many people as we could. And um, for the first five comics, including myself, we all did these very clean, very like TV jokes, you know, like mm. I won't say, say corny, but like kind of corny, <laughs> like, like kind of like, you know, they don't do and so after <laughs> and uh, he didn't do as well as he didn't do well either. But I think that was kind of part of the storyline that they were developing uh, for the show. After the fifth comic, we all just went raw and we said every and anything we could think of. And it oh, cause they, stopped, they stopped recording at that point. So it became like the rawest uh, show I think I've ever been a part of. So. For the first five comics, we were very clean cut and like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And then after that fifth comment, the, the words came out and we said everything and we showed out in front of Bravo. And they, I'm pretty sure they packed up and left as fast as they could. So uh, it was a fun experience. Now, what was the name of the, what was the actual name of the, the series of the special that you were on? Uh, it's called Newlyweds. The first, um, the first year where they find a newlywed couple and they follow them for the first year of their marriage. And again, the the episode that I was on, um, which they did a lot of cutting and editing, but the episode that I was on featured a comedian or an aspiring comedian and his wife in their first year of marriage. So it was a, it was it was a really fun experience. I'm glad you can say it was a really fun experience. <laughs> It was, it was, uh, it was, it's, it's great. Like, I think life, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why this is so, like, recent, but I feel like life has turned into, like, a bunch of chapters to me. And it's just, it, it amazes me, like, how life writes its own book of you. Like, you think you are in control and you're like, I'm doing this with my life and this next chapter is going to be about this, that, and the other. And life be like, uh-uh, nah. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to throw this at you. I'm going to throw you a newborn baby and you're going to sleep for like two hours a night and you're going to have to deal with that. So, um, Sounds I think like you're speaking is, from personal experience right there. Huh? I'm pouring out my heart right now. This is, <laughs> this is what I live with. <laughs> nah. I think life writes your life writes your book better than you write your book. So as I was telling the listeners before this even started, I dropped it on an episode two weeks ago. I said that you are someone who knows me by a couple of different names, particularly Damage Girl. Do you even remember how you gave me that name? I absolutely remember. Like that was such a majestic <laughs> experience for me um, to watch that performance i'll never forget it it was dope it was like um well I, you know this i don't know why i was talking to you as if you don't know this but for those who don't um 
I used to, I was in dance also for, what is it, it, is it two semesters? Is it the first two years or is it one year, two semesters? It what, is you, supposed you, to be one year, two semesters for performing arts major. So we went to Cass Technical High School in Detroit, Michigan, and I was a performing arts major. I'm assuming you were too? Yes. Yes, yeah, I was. So our actual, our actual high school had majors. And just like college, you know, you say which major you want to be in, but you don't necessarily take those courses until 11th and 12th grade on a consistent basis. So my focus was mainly dance and 10th grade, I choreographed darn near the majority of the winter dance workshop performances. And there was a dance I did where it was basically about a domestic dispute. It was pretty damn heavy now that I'm looking back at it. So (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that made it so appealing is the fact that I came up with the dance and like maybe three days before we had to audition it for the, the school performance and he made us audition it the, he being the director of the program he made us audition it in front of the whole class and when I was done, Day was just like yo, that was like that was a crazy, like your name is Damaged Girl forever and it, it literally has been Damaged Girl for 17 years <laughs> it was beautiful, like, like I don't cry, I'm one of those people that like I don't know, I'm dead inside. And that was like, if I could cry, that was one of those, I would cry. It was so, it was so powerful. And the reason why I brought up dance is I never really wanted to do dance. In fact, when I got into it, and I think a lot of boys or adolescents or high school, whatever, you're in dance and you're very, you know, self-conscious and you're like, this is like, you know, it's not for me, it's for girls or it's for gay guys. And like, you're, you're, you, you, you really don't, like you haven't matured enough to understand how beautiful an, of an art dance is. So I was in dance class and I didn't like it, but I was kind of good at it, which was the problem. <laughs> and, and so, and so when I, when I saw that dance, I think that dance for me was kind of like, you can do like it had opened up my mind of the possibilities because up until then, and again, you just, you're in that space where you're, you don't realize you think dance is only like ballet and it's like tutus and like, and, and what you did with the dance was like, you told a story and it was powerful and the music was beautiful. And uh, I just, I just loved it. So uh, yeah, for forever forever that name uh <laughs> my name has been damaged girl forever by him and everybody is like what but i mean we know what it's about so it was a powerful <laughs> yeah. moment for me because it really manifested what i intended to do with my career but but life definitely t- went into a different direction no listeners there is no video proof of that entire performance <laughs> I've, I've tried to find it and it's just gone forever uh, at one point in time I used to dance with uh, Naima Mora which some of you might know from America's Next Top Model she was definitely a dancer at the same time I was because she was my teacher for a moment in time so 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Her last year in dance workshop was my first year at dance workshop. So, you know, if you're you're a senior in it and I was a junior, she was my instructor for a while. But I didn't stay in dance workshop long. I was so heavily working two jobs when we were seniors and totally skipping half of my classes. Anywho. Um... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wait, 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 really quickly. When's the last time you've danced? Oh, God. Um... Life kind of took that from me. Uh, I went to Bowling Green State University on a full scholarship in dance education was my major. And after our freshman year of college, I got into an accident and uh, couldn't dance anymore. So I dance for leisure for the most part now, but but what it once was in my life, literally six days a week, I, I don't do anymore. I danced last year in New York at a convention that I usually go to and I ended up winning free tickets from it. And that's like the only video proof recently that I still got it. But yeah, it's <laughs> it was a long morning period for me when I stopped dancing. Dance was, it was my, my everything. So yeah, it was a very long time before I could get over the fact that I can't do that anymore. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So at this point in time, you are how many years into doing comedy as your career? Because, I mean, it, it makes absolute sense to me, knowing you as long as I've known you. And we keep with, keep up with each other on Facebook, so it's almost as if time has never escaped us. But um, how long have you been doing comedy as a professional career? Uh, Not that long. <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that question. It's so multi-layered because um, it it's uh, it it takes a very long time to get good, and uh, I feel like where I'm at in my career, I'm I'm just now starting to get good. So to answer the question uh, a couple of different ways, uh, the first time I had ever got on stage was ooh probably close to like 15 years ago. And that didn't go well, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pursue it. Um, like I had did a couple of open mics for maybe a period of six months or so. And then I moved, at that time I was in Minneapolis, so I moved to Iowa for the first time. And when I was in Iowa, I didn't really pursue it. So two years went by, I moved to Arizona, and that's where I pretty much started um, stand-up uh, is how I look at it. So it's been about seven years consistently, which is which means all the work. Like it's like being in a relationship and breaking up and then getting back together years ago. It's too difficult to count. You know, each and every time you guys were together or you banged or whatever the case was. So <laughs> um, in the seven years, um, I've had other jobs. But it's probably been within the last two and a half years where I haven't had any other source of income. Um, and, I, you know, I'm also a stay at home dad, which is it's also part of the reason why I'm able to do what I what I do, because my Woo! wife, she works. Um, yeah, but but stay at home dad, it don't pay. You know, what I'm saying? it's like it's got to <laughs> in order to make money, I, I, I hustle jokes and. It's probably been the last two and a half years where it's been the only source of income that I've been able to pull in. So, uh, to answer the question, first time I ever got on stage was about 15 years ago. 
I've been doing comedy consistently for about seven years. And within the last two and a half years, it's been the only thing that I've done. So um, you can pick whichever answers sound the best. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that it can be answered in two ways, though. I was like, yeah, you know, I've been at it for seven, but I've really been out here for 15. Like, <laughs> at any point in time, have you crossed paths with, with any other comedians that might have been from Michigan, from our school, or um, any other circles that you never, you know, knew the person would end up crossing paths with you in that way? No, which is which is sort of sad. Um, <laughs> you would like what I mean is like you would think you would. Um, I've met people later in their careers, um, but nobody I've. I know there's a I know there's a comic that went to our high school. Uh, uh, I know he does comedy. He was somebody. It's G A D H O L L something. And um, <laughs> I, know, I mean, like, here's the thing: like, if somebody's gonna look, they're gonna look. If they're not, they're like, whatever. So, so I know he's somebody that that I see do stand up that I would have never thought that he would have done stand up. And in fact, I never thought I would really do it. It's one of those things where you you want to do it you just don't know if you sort of have what it takes quote unquote um but in my years there have been people that i've i've seen at their very early stages and they've gone on to have a lot of success and um i've had an opportunity to share the stage with some people that i think have been um either big named or influential for me for, for example, one of the first early people that I ever shared the stage with that I thought was like amazing or at the time legendary for me was uh, Richard Pryor's daughter. Her name is Rain Pryor, who mm. she does stand up, which is really dope to be like, you know, like like military like rats like or military like family. They kind of follow in their father and grandfather's footsteps. Same thing for comedy and his family. And um sharing the stage with her was like amazing because it was like the closest thing to Richard Pryor for me and wow. I consider Richard Pryor to be like the godfather of um, of stand up and she has by far the best Richard Pryor impersonation of anybody that I've, I've ever heard so <laughs> that was dope um, I've, I've once shared the stage with Louis C.K. back before he was uh, showing girls his pee-pee. You exactly, know, they're like, back, yeah. when before. Uh, but again, that was a big deal. Uh, Damon Wayans, who I think is uh, hilarious. Damon Wayans is one of those people that, like, you think is goofy. And he, don't get me wrong, he is goofy. But he's also really funny and brilliant on stage. He does this thing where he, like, does all of his characters from prior movies like major pain and it's like it's just it's great so in that in the years i've had an opportunity to to uh see people live that i've always wanted to see and also share the stage with some people and um i think that's for me kind of the diamond in the rough as opposed to uh kind of starting off with people and seeing how they go or looking back and seeing uh if i recognize anybody that started now, see, it's so interesting because here in South Korea, they're actually cohorted, for, for lack of better terms. You've got like a rollout of comedians and entertainers each year, and they're kind of like clumped together like a graduating class. 
Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. back home in America, you kind of just get out there and hope for the best. And people seem to think that, you know, it's, oh, people come out of nowhere. Now, all of a sudden, you hear their name everywhere. They have no idea that people have been in and out of comedy shows, behind the scenes writing, uh, you know, being at open mics and things of that sort for years and years to really develop and hone their craft. So it's so awesome that you got to cross paths with some of these people who who are influencers in your world and definitely solid names in the rest of the comedic world. So that's incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's uh it's great because uh as I was saying, like it, it takes years, like on average, it takes like ten years for, for you to really start making a name for yourself and, and you know, they call it finding your voice and getting out there and marketing yourself and having opportunities to to uh not only uh feature but headline and, and kind of do a lot of road work where you hit you know, the, the road and, and you travel doing it. So um, it's, it's one of those careers that is uh, what they say. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it takes some time and you hopefully would like to look back once it's done or once you've come so far and, and be very happy with the progress. Yeah, you're just dropping nuggets of knowledge and wisdom. I'm deep. I feel like you. I feel like we're getting deep. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm so so. I just I know I've said it like 15 times already in the past 20 minutes, but I just I cannot stress like how proud of you I am. It's just so doggone cool that <laughs> you're just just making a path for yourself. And I know it's only going to get larger. I mean, for crying out loud, we came from cast. There's not that many of us who are bummy who come out of there. So, you know, <laughs> we have a legacy to uphold and maintain as well, eh? <laughs> I agree. And I appreciate that. Um, how How is South Korea? Like, how, how like, how long, I, see, I didn't know you still were there. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you like, went and came back and then went back again and came back so what what's your situation like what's your facebook status like what's you my know facebook what status it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated um i did come in 2016 for a very brief time and but i've been honest to goodness i spent uh close to five years actively pursuing being out here so um when i'm not you know, running a small growing empire. Uh, I'm just a teacher by trade. So I was a teacher in Texas for a few years and then I segued over here. So I've been here. By the time this goes live, I will have been here six months. And um, I'm not in Seoul, so I'm not in the capital. I'm in Daegu, but the entire country is a little smaller than the state of Indiana. So it's not like I can't get up there with ease. And um, yeah, it's it's got, you know, some some social aspects that are kind of difficult to deal with as an American because we're used to doing whatever we feel like when we feel like. And that's not quite the uh, <laughs> the, the dynamic here. You know, they don't really want to disrupt the, the way that things are going. Um, but I feel extremely comfortable here. There's there's no denying that I was very well equipped to be here with with studying the language i'm not fluent but studying the language and the culture and things of that sort and then interacting with it because of my business so yeah it's, it's 
bit complicated. My Facebook status with 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 SoCo <laughs> is a tad bit complicated, but I am grateful for it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I also um, want to bring up. I appreciate the times when you do chime in to some of the debates that I do. Oh my gosh, everyone, listeners, Day has on his Facebook, like on a regular, and I don't even know how it became regular, but it just is. He's got these these conversations, these debates that we just have on there, and it's people from all walks of life just dropping nuggets of insanity or wisdom, depending upon what's going on. <laughs> Well said. Very well said. <laughs> it's a uh, I think I think the debates grew with with my comedy career because I I always forget when I actually started it, but it's it's been roughly like eight to nine years ago. Oh like just 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 random. Like, what do you guys think of this? And what do you guys think of that? And this was, you know, one like and two comments. And so, again, I think within the last two years, it really picked up because I used to, I used to tag people randomly. Like this was my way of staying in contact with people or just like wanting to know what their opinion was. So I used to tag people for like about a year, which was slightly annoying. Like if you're just someone that's getting randomly tagged in some random question. And then uh, I stopped tagging people because I, I guess I felt like if I tagged people, that would be a way to engage them and ensure that I had people to, to comment and build the conversation. But uh, after that, I stopped tagging people and I still had the same amount of people engaging. So um, <laughs> my favorite thing that I do now is uh, I request, well, yeah, I, I call it requested debates where I, I have people send me you know, uh, a topic uh, in a form of a question or like what's going on with someone in their life. And I post that and we have those conversations. I think that's some of my favorite because it comes from a, a place of, you know, like a personal place. Um, I sort of got tired of everyone thinking <laughs> all of my debates was about me. You know, like I would say something about relationships and people like, what's wrong? And like, so... Uh, it's a good conversation. And I, I felt like through some of them, I've learned uh, about you. And he, like you learn about people because the internet's a scary place. God, like, yes. It, <laughs> and it, it, it definitely takes a lot to open up and share. Um, but ultimately, I feel like it's a safe uh, place to do it for most of it. So I just want to say I've, I've enjoyed when you when you chime in sometimes. It's been a while since I've popped in on one, but I us I usually try to respond to at least one a month because for a while I was in there. I'm like, oh yeah, I got something to say. But <laughs> I thought you recently uh, responded to one about uh, I don't know if it was kids or um, huh. it was something about making it not making it work. I don't know if it was parent. It was something about parenting. I thought. Or, or was it about fathers? I don't know. Fathers of our kids? No. Oh, Maybe it I'm, definitely I'm wasn't father of the kids. I'm I'm still childless, so <laughs> by choice, by choice. So <laughs> it was about marriage. It was about marriage. Yeah, it was, it was marriage. about marriage. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> got it. Okay. So well, but anyway, you had a, a nice little paragraph. Yeah, I had some 
things I, I feel like I needed to share. I think a lot of people think that those of us who are divorcees are just severely jaded and all of it was the worst experience of our life. Now, I'm not going to put it past anyone that there was a good chunk of time where not even being like angry that it ended, I just was annoyed with the, the, the longevity of the divorce process, um, especially when we had nothing to really split. The, the, the states were making it exceptionally difficult. But um, we're not all, you know, bottom lip poked out, butt booty busted up, hurt about all of it. And I think the stereotype is that you're supposed to be. And I'm like, you have no idea how invigorating it was to get out of that. So um, yeah, I try to I try to share that without sounding so abrasive. It's very easy to look on Facebook through our friend timelines and see who's been recently through it and how, you know, all of a sudden they are just ridiculously emotionally empowered to the point where it's agitating. So I kept mm-hmm. all of that off of Facebook while I was going through my divorce. It took me uh it took me almost three years to get that crap done. <laughs> yeah. And it it was it should not have taken that long, but it it did. So yeah, I kept a lot of that off of Facebook and would do my things that I learned today that had a lot of a reason why I still maintain that on my Facebook page. I um, not my not my page that's connected to me as an entertainer, listeners, but my actual personal one. Almost on a daily basis for at least five years now. I've done something called things I learned today. So I make these tilt posts and it's literally whatever I learned that day. It could be something extremely random or something, you know, deep and poetic, but that was a part of my healing process. And then when Day started creating these, these posts and whatnot, he tagged me from time to time and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get in on this. And they're all over the place. They're questions about interracial relationships, uh, uh, food, does size matter? What was the thing that let you know that you were in love? Like, they're all over the place, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Yeah, Hi, it's a uh, it's it's a fun conversation, and uh, like I said, from time to time, I like when I uh, see something from you, and it's a uh, it's good it's good to learn and and get other people's perspectives. Like sometimes in a debate and in life people are right and people are wrong mm-hmm. um, but, but also it's also um a little bit like it's therapeutic and it's you can heal through just points of view and and when people have different perspectives i enjoy that so one thing that i learned on especially social media but facebook specifically is I'm not friends friends with everybody mm-hmm. I went through a couple of years of just adding any any and every person that came to a show that was that that was friends of a friends of of a comic that I knew like so I went through a point where I was just adding a bunch of people trying to build my brand and and uh get my numbers up or whatever the the kids are calling it and I learned through some of these debates that there are some people that I agree with and disagree with, and some people are right, some people are wrong, but it's also very interesting to read or hear from other people's perspectives, because in the first place, you would not have, you know, come across them had this uh, this platform not been there, so thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are coming to a close of our interview, so this is the time to shamelessly promote yourself. I just want to say that I'm very proud of you. I think 
what you are able to do. Um, I, I love I love creation. I think you've created this this multi like how's gonna say platinum. I don't know why it was in my spirit, but you created this multi to to do a lot of these things. And I think they're really great. So congratulations to you. Um, as far as where you can hear or see me, I'm on pretty much all important or major social medias, which is uh, Day Peace Comedy, which is D-A-Y Peace, like World Peace, uh, which is funny. That I just had a son and I named him that. <laughs> yes, yes. I need to put that in my jokes. I haven't yet, but his, his first name is Kyrie, but his middle name is World and... Uh, last name is peace so uh <laughs> day peace comedy uh you can check out some clips on youtube if you want to see some of my performances i don't put as many as i used to on there um or you can also go to my facebook comedy page which is day peace comedy and you check out some stuff and uh you can also follow me on instagram or snapchat or uh, facebook day peace This was a long episode, y'all, like the longest. Be sure to follow the show on anchor.fm or on facebook.com slash M-U-L-T-I-F-A-C-E-T-E-D-A-C-G. Also, for the YouTube inclined, my show is now available on youtube.com slash LLC. Until next time, remember to cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze, preferably with your arm, please. Bye, y'all.